Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. blessings and his benefits there's benefits in serving the Lord amen God has been good to me and I am a satisfied customer in Jesus Christ and uh, he has been so good I love him so much good to see everyone out here today and uh, on this wonderful Friday morning and boy don't we love day services They always put the old slow guy on the day services. And uh, I can remember that when I was a young person, I wondered why in the world did they have day services? But I guess God knew knew I'd need a place to preach in the future. So anyway, it is good to be here. Enjoyed the word of God last night. How many enjoyed the preaching last night? Amen. Thank you, Brother Robinson, for the good word of God. Appreciate Brother Robinson. That was great preaching. And uh, I tell you, God moved in a great way. And uh, I got a, got my shoes on this morning and uh, ready to have church. How many is ready to have church today? I want to say thank you to Brother Jackson and Brother Calhoun for your vision and desire and burden to see uh, this winter youth conference and uh, to oversee this and get it going and uh, thank you so much I was telling my wife we was getting ready to go and uh, yesterday and I said you know if if I was um, if I would have had as many places to go when I was a young person as they have to go now I might would have been a better Christian than what I was. Because I tell you, you, you just, if you're going to backslide, you have to plan to backslide. There's too many church services to go to. And uh, I said, man, I, I, wish, I wish they'd have had that. You know, I can only remember maybe one or two a year. Now you can go to three or four a month if you'd like to. But I tell you, that's, that's to your benefit, young people. That's to your benefit. And uh, be in the house of God. I thank them for that. Thank you for the invitation to come back and uh, to preach again this year. Thank you for the nice room, accommodations, the basket, the meals, and all of that wonderful stuff that goes along with that. And everything has been so nice. Glad to have my wife and three of my girls here today. And uh, I do have another daughter that's unable to be here today. And uh, I do have two grandsons man God's good Mm. he blessed me with all of those girls the only thing about having girls the boys come later in life and um, for that I'm not so grateful for but I do like those grandkids and uh, so thankful for them and the folks that hear from Silsby Lord bless you for being here today fellow ministers of the gospel lord bless each and every one of you 
And uh, I'm looking forward to Brother Marks preaching tonight. Brother Marks is one of my favorite preachers. I look around today and I don't guess that Brother Robinson or myself is one of his favorite preachers. I don't see him here. <laughs> I told Brother Robinson last night, I said, I don't see Brother Marks here. When he gets up tonight, we're going to be sitting on the platform. We're going to stick one finger in the air and say, we're going to leave it with you, brother. And we're going to walk down the center aisle. But anyway, uh, we need his help, but he don't need our help. But <clears throat> I'm looking forward to God doing something great tonight. And I know that God will. And uh, because God's always good. And where God's people are meeting together, that's where God's going to show up at. Amen. And so uh, it is good to be here and uh, thankful for all of God's goodness and mercy. And I love serving God. We was talking about this last night at the table. And anything that I would ever be, what I am and anything that I would ever be, truth did it for me. And I love this truth. And I'm not wanting to change this truth. Amen. I'm not wanting to change uh, who I am or what I am or what I believe. I'm not looking for an easier way. I want to do it the right way. Amen. Because God has been good. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Proverbs chapter 25. Proverbs chapter 25. I am going to, to try my best not to keep you too long today. And uh, you know what? It's difficult at times. Sometimes... Time stands still and sometimes time flies. And uh, when you get to preaching and having fun, it seems to stand still for everybody else and fly by for the preacher. But anyway, Proverbs chapter 25, verse number 19. The Bible says, Confidence in an unfaithful man in the time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint then I want to look at verse number 28 and the Bible says he that hath no rule over, over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls confidence in an unfaithful man in the time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. And then verse 28, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands and our voices toward God and ask God to help us today. God, we're depending on you. I'm nothing without you, God. I pray for your help. I pray for your touch. I pray for your anointing. I pray, God, for the leading and the guiding of your spirit today. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would touch someone's heart, touch someone's soul, move in someone's life today, and we'll give you the praise. Let's give God some praise in this house today. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Amen. I know Brother Townley done a wonderful job this morning. I uh, asked for his forgiveness for not being there. and uh, But I had some last-minute preparations I needed to do for myself. But anyway, I want to talk to you for the next few moments from this subject. 
in Proverbs chapter 25 and verse number 19, the Bible says, Confidence in an unfaithful man in the time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. And I want to add to that today in taking my title from this text is And a Fish Out of Water. And a Fish Out of Water. So like a broken tooth, a foot out of joint, and a fish out of water. And uh, I, I, I think about today's spirits that are in this world and very, um, you know, I, I, sometimes I seem to think that we get comfortable with spirits and we make excuses for spirits and um, we make excuses for, uh, for things and actions that we do and we blame it on everybody else. You know, there is so many phobias in the world today and uh, there's so many different things that people has come up with that, that you know, the reason why they commit murder is such and such happened in their childhood. And the reason why they, they're uh, mentally afflicted is because they were done this way or done that way. When some things we need to understand is just spirits. Yes, I can remember my daddy and uh, my daddy being a looper. And anybody in here that's connected with the looper knows that, that loopers sometimes have a well, all of them but me, uh, have a temper. And uh, <clears throat> my daddy would all, he, he, had, he had a very, uh, mm, boy, he could get angry quick. And uh, he had a very short fuse to get there. And, but it didn't take him long to get over it, thank God. And uh, he would get, he'd get angry and then get angry at himself. And he said, you know, should we blame it on on our last name, that's the Looper blood, or that's the Smith blood, or that's the all different kinds of blood. And uh, he said, when really it's just the devil inside of us, that's really what it is. And when you sum it all up, that's about what it amounts to, is just the devil inside of us and trying to control us. And uh, you, better, you better be careful when you're living a life without authority in your life. You can't just follow your heart. And I, I, I look at this crazy society that we live in, and I, I don't want to get hung up here because I've, I've got somewhere I want to go, but I, I felt this very strongly that we, we live in a crazy, we cra a crazy society that now that when a child is born, you can't, you can't declare if they're male or female. You've got to wait until they become of age and then they do whatever they feel and they become whatever they feel. You need to get over that. Amen. It doesn't matter what the world's philosophy is. It does not change what the book has to say. You've got, the world would say, oh, you've got to follow your heart. And they say, oh, man, you know, all of this coming out of the closet. Some of those people need to get back in the closet. They look better in the closet. But, but you've got to follow your heart. Well, the Bible teaches us against following our heart. Amen. The Bible says the heart is deceitful. Amen. You can't always follow your heart and what your heart thinks is right and what your heart 
wants to do. And I, I, I tell you, boys, if, if you're looking around here and you look across the aisle and you see a guy that looks kind of cute, right here is the place that you need to be. That's not natural. Amen. It's not natural. It's not right. And they would call that, they would call that hate. That's what the world would call it. But I call it love. Amen. Loving you enough to tell you that that's not what God has in plan for you. Amen. Young ladies, if there's another young lady that you find yourself attracted to, that's not natural. That's not normal. That's not good. That's not holy. Amen. Amen. He that had no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down. Amen. Young people, let me tell you, you need parents in your life. You need a preacher in your life. You need to submit your will to somebody that knows and can see further down the road than what you can. Well, praise God. Amen, amen, that you cannot just follow your heart. Amen. I've heard people say, well, if I know my heart, if I know my heart, you don't know your heart. There was things in David's heart that he didn't have a clue was there. That's the reason why in the middle of the night in dark places things come out because you don't even know they're there and they start crawling out. Amen. Let me, let me move on from that. Proverbs chapter 25 and through 29 is Proverbs that are collected uh, by Hezekiah, the king of Judah, and his wise men that collected them of the Proverbs of Solomon. Solomon was known as the wise king. Solomon was known of his great wisdom. We find that he prayed to God. That God would give him wisdom to lead his people because he said he didn't know how to go out. And he didn't know how to come in without the, the hand of God. In Solomon chapter 25 through 28 we can find many proverbs that, that have been quoted to us uh, through our lives. That, that uh, you know we've heard and just some sayings that you've heard all your life you don't realize it's in the Bible. And some sayings you heard that was in the Bible, when you get older you find out that they was not in the Bible. But Proverbs chapter 25 and verse number 11 says, this is a very, very familiar one, and I'm sure that your mother has told you this before. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pitchers of silver. Proverbs chapter 25 verses 21 and 22 says, if thine enemy be hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he be thirsty, give him water to drink. For thou shalt shall heap coals of fire upon his head, and the Lord shall reward thee. Now this is another one that is very popular that all of you young men need to pay very close attention. You ought to mark this in your Bible right now. Proverbs 25 and 24. Highlight that in yellow because you will need this. It is better... To dwell in the corner of the housetop than with the brawling woman in a wide house. For all of you that think you can't wait to get married, 
Amen. Now, Brother, Brother Robinson was talking last night about those inventing those shoe putter owners. That's proper English right there. That's some big words for you. And uh, so I, I said, man, I told her, I said, my daddy had one of them. It was named Shirley. This new and improved version that I have, don't do that. And, uh, but anyway, I said it's new and improved. Y'all didn't catch that, but it don't do that. <laughs> but <laughs> how did I get there? But there, you, better, you better start thinking about these things. The Proverbs chapter 27, verse number 20 says, Hell and destruction is never full. So the eyes of a man are never satisfied. So you think about this, young people. Lust is never satisfied. Lust will never be satisfied. You can't make an agreement with the adversary. You can't make an agreement with the devil, the adversary of your soul. Because you can't give him an inch or he's going to take a mile. Amen. You can't give him a moment of your time or it's going to lead to something else. You can't say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to stop. Because lust is never satisfied. The eyes of a man are never satisfied. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse number 26. He that trusteth in his own heart. Amen. Is a fool. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. That kind of blows that deal. I'm going to follow my heart right out the window. If you're going to follow the word of God. Amen. But whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. You better trust. When you don't know what to do, you better trust in the heart and the preaching of your pastor. Amen. You better trust in the church. You better put your confidence in somebody that can see further down the road than you can. Amen. You can't trust your heart. Love. You know the love that you feel now? You know, that, that's probably not even who you're going to spend the rest of your life with. If you're dating someone that is out of the church or don't have the Holy Ghost, don't follow your heart. Stop. Oh, but I'm going to win them to the Lord. I'm going to show them the truth. No, you're not going to show them to the truth and you're not going to win them to the Lord. I don't care if they're coming in here crying crocodile tears and they got real good intentions. You wait till they get the Holy Ghost. Well, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. You wait till your pastor says, okay, I, I think it's okay now. Don't, don't get out of the will and the plan of God. Amen. That what you're looking at that can make you so happy and satisfied Ever longing in your desirous soul is more hell than you're ever going to be able to live through. You better listen to guidance, rules, and restrictions in your life. Amen. Look at the wisdom of Solomon. Solomon was a wise man. Solomon had wisdom from God. 
Solomon was highly blessed and favored of God. Solomon was raised by the greatest king of Israel, King David. He knew all the ins and the outs. He had all, all kinds of direction. But, but this is what happened in Solomon's life. Solomon had some great ideas. Solomon brought uh, the, the children of Israel and the nation of Israel to a place that it had never been before. He had vision. He had insight. And he went out and he started making agreements with all of these other countries, importing and exporting things. And, and the way that he did this was a good plan, man. You know, he married the king's daughter. He married Pharaoh's daughter. He married this king's daughter and that, that, that king's daughter. And so it's hard for somebody to fight with you when they're your son-in-law. And so he had a pretty good idea. But what he did make not take into consideration that you can't just follow your heart. You can't just do the things that looks good on the outside. But you better have some insight until what, what, what is tomorrow going to look like? What is, what is going to happen tomorrow? And the Bible said that Solomon loved many strange women. And when he did this, they turned his heart from God. Amen. See, there are things that, that you as young people were raised for and created for. I, I look at people that are raised in church and, and uh, you know, I, I feel sorry for people that's not raised in the house of God. And, uh, but but I, I look at people that, that have such an insight on what God wants to do and I look at them just throwing their life away, wasting the valuable information, the valuable sermons that they have heard, the valuable prayer meetings that they have been in. Can I, can I remind you that you are a royal priesthood created to give God praise and glory. Amen. You were never created for this world and this world's activities or this world's pleasure, but you were created for God. Amen. First Peter chapter 2 and verse number 9 says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. Amen. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 43 and verse number 7, Even everyone that is called by my name, Oh, hallelujah. For I have created him for my glory. I have formed him. Yea, I have made him. You as apostolic young people were created for a purpose with a purpose. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let the devil deceive you. Don't let the devil mess with your mind and your spirit. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. The devil paints beautiful pictures. The devil, the devil tells beautiful stories. But the devil sometimes seems to leave off the ending of the story. And I want to tell you what you were created for is what you're doing today. Is being in an apostolic Holy Ghost filled church. Lifting up your holy hands. Praising, glorifying, and magnifying God. And don't let the devil or anybody else tell you any different. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. The Bible tells us 
of a story in Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. It tells us a story that we reference and we know as the prodigal son. What does prodigal mean? Prodigal just simply means wasteful. It means reckless. This was a young man that was raised in a good home. This was a young man that was raised in a wealthy home. This was a young man that had everything provided for him that he could ever want or ever desire. But there was something that started getting his attention outside the home. Amen. What I I wish that that we would understand and young people in this place today and I was listening at Brother Robinson last night and I, I felt the very same burden that that there is somebody that I'm, that I'm coming to reach today. There's somebody in particular that I'm trying to talk to today. I've had, I've had the church at home praying extra prayers. I, I preached last week and then this week at youth meetings and I I, I just feel such a burden that God is trying to wake some young person up out of your slumber and out of your sleep to realize that that God has something good in store for you, that God has something great that He wants you to do, that God is calling you out of a world of sin into the world into to the church of the living God. Amen. Amen. What we need to get an understanding, and I, I believe this so strongly, and we preach this, and, and we teach this, that you've got to get an understanding of here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. Is there any one God, apostolic, Holy Ghost field believers in the house today? Amen. You as young people must have a revelation. You can't You can't just learn it in your head. You can't just have the scriptures there in your head. But it's got to make its way down to your heart to where you're in a prayer meeting one day and all of a sudden the light comes on and you understand the scriptures that you've been taught from a child. That yes, there is but one God and His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is different encounters that that we can remember in our lives. You ask these other preachers and even people that are not in the ministry that have lived for God for a period of time. There is, there is encounters that we've all had with God to where the light come on and, and God started to visit with us. I, I can remember, you know, I was raised in church all my life and, and that's all I knew. But I can remember as I, as I became a teenager and I started dedicating my life to God. I can remember laying right over here to my left in the church at Stuttgart and falling on my face before God. And that's when the light come on and I got a revelation. Yes, I knew there was but one God. I knew it here, but I really didn't know it down in here. But when I got up after an hour or two of laying on the floor crying and weeping before God, amen, I was a different person. You need an encounter with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But as important as that is, amen, we need, the, we need a revelation and an understanding of the importance of the church. 
people have a different concept of the church. They look at the church as a place that keeps you from doing this. And it keeps you from doing that. And it keeps you from going there. And it keeps you from going here. Amen. But you as a young person need to get a revelation of what the church really is. Amen. It's not a fence keeping you in. But it's a fence of protection keeping things from the world. Of devouring and destroying and ruining and wrecking your life. As I read the story of the prodigal, I see a young man that failed to ever understand the importance of the father's house. He looked at the father's house of being a house of rules. He looked at the father's house of being a place of restrictions. He looked at the father's house of being a place where he had to go out and work every day. And provide. He looked at the father's house of someone telling him when he could get up and when he could go to bed. I come to preach to some young person today that you've got to look at the church through different eyes than you've been looking at the church through. Amen. You're looking at the church and your pastor as stopping you from doing such and such and this and that. Amen. But can I tell you the church is your friend. The church is your place of safety. The church is a place to help and to strengthen you. Amen. And the younger of them said, Father, give me the portion of my goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And he got out of the place of safety. He got out of the father's house. And the Bible said in verse number 15, And he went and joined himself to the citizens of that country. He went and joined himself to the citizens of that country. Now, that would not be so bad if the scripture just stopped right there. But look what the citizens of that country did to him. And he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. And he went and he joined himself to the citizens of that country. And he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. That sounds like real love to me. How many has ever been close to a hog pen? It stinks in a hog pen. It's nasty in a hog pen. Amen. It's disgusting in a hog pen. When you get out of the hog pen, you still smell like the hog pen. After you've washed for a few days and had a few showers, you still have the evidence of the smell that's lingering from the hog pen. This is what this, these citizens of, them, of this country did to him. Let's look at the five steps, five steps to the fall of the prodigal son. Number one is what we started off with today is his self-will. Your self-will is going to get you in serious trouble and cause you serious heartache. The second thing was his selfishness. I got to live life for myself. 
How many young people, don't raise your hand, but how many young people's ever said that? I've got to think about myself in this deal. I've got, I've got to live life for myself. I can't, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I got, I got to be myself. Sometimes you don't need to be yourself. Sometimes you need to keep self locked up in a cage at home. Sometimes you need to drag self to an altar and pray self through. He was selfish. He didn't worry about his parents. He didn't worry about the feelings of his parents. He didn't worry about the, the heartbreak of his parents. He didn't worry about the friends that he had in the father's house. Sounds like somebody backsliding to me. They don't worry about the preacher. They don't worry about, they don't worry about their parents. They don't worry about their friends that they are influencing, are heartbreaking. They don't worry about the pain. They don't worry about the anguish. All they're worried about is self. That's something that happens when the devil starts talking to you. Hear me today, young people. If you're worried about self all the time, it's not God that's talking to you, but it's the adversary that's communicating with you. Amen. The third thing that happened, the third thing that happened is separation. He separated himself from the Father's house. He separated himself from the church. He separated himself from the pastor. Amen. When there's a wall starts going up between you and the pastor, and you don't want to talk to the preacher, and you don't want to be around the preacher, you need to realize that something is happening in your spirit that is not right. I had someone tell me not too long ago, said, you've changed. Said, we used to be good friends and, and you've changed. You're different. I said, well, I am busier than what I was. I, I have to admit that. I said, but you know, I'm still at the same church. I'm still worshiping the same God. I still show up at the same prayer meetings. You're the one that hadn't showed up at the prayer meetings. You're the one that hadn't showed up for church. You're the one. They start separating themselves. They start separating themselves from all the things that are godly. Sensuality starts to take effect. They start dressing different. Dresses get shorter. Sleeves get shorter. Clothes get tighter. Haircuts start changing. Let me tell you, young men, find you godly things to look at. Amen. Don't look at People Magazine to get the latest hairstyle. If you think it's, I'm just going to touch on this. I promise you I'm, I'm going to go on. But I'm going to touch on this. What's the first thing they do to you when you go to the military? They cut off your hair and they give you a different set of clothes. Because there's two things that's prideful in a man's life. Amen. They got that hair going on and they got the clothes going on. And so they had, to, they had to humble them down where they can teach them. And you know what everybody in the military looks like? Everybody else that's in the military. I don't believe that everybody has to part their hair on the same side. 
I don't believe that everybody has to look alike. I believe that we're individuals. But you must look godly. When somebody sees you, they've got to realize that's one of them, that's one of them apostolics right there. Amen. Amen. Now, now when 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 you when you got your hair, you know, big ridge down the middle and it's shaved on each side and that's kind of purple or green or something, that's that's not looking apostolic right there. Now I, I'm just gonna leave it at that and there's some more that I could have touch on but but he started to look like the world and act like the world and things of the world started to entice him and then the fifth thing that happened to this young man was starvation when he got away from the father's house when he got away from the father's house there was starvation that began to happen now I look at all of these people all of these people with these phobias and they got all of these all of these pets that keep them comfort. And they've got all of those things. Man, you can't fly on an airplane without sitting next to a dog. <laughs> Makes me mad. When I preach now, I got my pet. This is my comfort fish. I feel safer when he's with me. Ain't he precious? And everybody wants to pet him. And everybody wants to look at him. But it comforts me. It lets me know that God loves me. Be serious. But I have Oscar. Oscar the prodigal. Oscar the prodigal is in a fishbowl. And they told me I bought one of these not too long ago. They told me, he said, this guy can't live in this fishbowl. I said, why can't he live in this fishbowl? He said, well, said he sees things on the outside, and uh, he's going to butt his head against it trying to get to the outside. I said, that fits with just what I've got to talk about. Oscar the prodigal, he is living in a safe place. Nothing can harm him. He's got everything that he needs to survive. But as he looks, look where he's looking. He's not looking to the inside. But he's looking to the outside. He's looking, desiring, just let me outside the bowl. Let me outside the bowl, just like Christians, let me outside the church. When what Oscar the prodigal does not realize and understand, that the bowl is not a place to keep him captive. The bowl is not a place to hem him in. But the bowl is a place that holds a substance that's keeping him alive. If you as young people would ever understand and get a revelation of the church. That the church is not a fence to him you in. But the church is holding the substance that's keeping you alive. When I get there on Sunday night. Woo! When I get there on Sunday night something begins to happen in my spirit. When the devils come against me all week long, something happens and it's in the church. Let me get back to the church. But you see, Oscar the prodigal, he's a lot like some of our prodigals. Look at him, boy. He's right up against the edge, trying to push up against the edge. 
Oscar the prodigal is just looking for the right person to come along and take him and let him out to the world. Here he goes. I'm going to show you things you ain't ever seen before, Big Daddy. Oscar the prodigal had everything he needed to survive, but he wanted to come see the world. And you know what? There's somebody always ready to help you out of the bowl. There's somebody that's always ready to help you out of the church. There's a cold young people. Let me, let me put Oscar back just, oh, I feel like preaching right here. There's a cold young person that's always there saying, you know, so-and-so don't like you. You know they made fun of the way that you shouted the other night. They make, you need to understand that's somebody trying to get you out of the house of safety. That's not your friend. That's not your friend on Facebook. That's not your friend on Instagram. That's commenting on everything that you're doing. That's not according to the plan of the church. Amen. That's somebody trying to get you out of the bowl. And then, come on, man, we're going to have a time. Woo, we're going to have a time. We're going to have a time. Man, ain't we going to have a time. I'm going to carry you places you've never been. I'm going to show you things you've never seen. Boy, what's wrong with Oscar? Look at the prodigal. Man, he's just, he looks like he's missing something. He looks like he needs something. And the devil takes you around and he shows you a good time. Look, look, boy, look, 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 look. Oh, man, we're having a good time. Isn't the world beautiful? Isn't the world fun? Isn't the world great? And you know what the devil does when he gets through with you? Have a good time, buddy. You're on your own. Look at him. Look at him gasping for breath. Look at him. Man, if I could get back to the bowl, if I could get back to the church. If I could get back to the house of God. If somebody would just come by and help me. Amen. The devil's trying to throw you out. The devil's trying to get you out. The devil's trying to deceive you. But listen to me, young person. Stay in the church. Stay in the church. Stay in the church. Stay in the church. Oh, he'll play with you. He'll just throw you around and play with you. But when he gets done, like the prodigal, it didn't take the prodigal long to spend all that he had. Amen. It didn't take the prodigal long to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. You can be seated. It didn't take the prodigal long, amen, to enjoy all the money that his father had accumulated over the years until it was all gone and then sin, when sin is finished. What does the Bible say? It bringeth forth death. Amen. Hear me, young people. Stay in the church. Amen. The church is your friend. The pastor is your friend. The house of God is your friend. The saints of God is your friend. The youth group is your friend get in the middle of the church quit butting your head against the edge prodigal what was it like out there 
Every night I laid down, I thought about the Father's house. What was it really like, prodigal? Well, you know, I can't say that all sin is not fun. I'd done some things that was fun. I had some good times. But when I would lay down at night, I'd find myself gasping. God, I missed the church. Man, I wish I could get back to a Sunday night service. Man, I wish I had somebody to pray for me right now. Man, I wish I could get back to daddy's house right now. Oh, I'm talking to some young person under the sound of my voice this morning. Even the devil's painted you a beautiful picture. The devil's told you how good it's going to be and how much you're going to enjoy the pleasures of sin. But don't forget there's pain, there's torture, there's sorrow outside of daddy's house. As they come to the music this morning, I'm getting ready to close. Oscar, how was it out there, prodigal? How was it? Man. You know, at times I've seen things I've never seen before. How did it really feel out there? Man, I felt like a broken tooth. I felt like a foot out of joint. And really, just honestly, I felt like a fish out of water. I felt like I was in places I did not belong. I felt like the apostle Peter that was standing afar off, warming himself by the fire. And, and somebody comes up and says, oh yeah, you're one of them. No, not me. Your speech betrays you. You're one of them. No, not me. I don't know what you're talking about. And Peter started to curse. But still there was something that he identified with Jesus Christ. The deal is young person when you've been in the presence of God. You will never be the same ever, 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 ever again. You can get as far away as you want to go. You can take as many drugs as you can cram up your nose or down your throat or shoot into your veins. You can drink as much alcohol as you can possibly, possibly consume. But when it's all finished and you're sitting there in the midst of a dark, dingy place, there's something about you that you wasn't created for the honky-tonk. You wasn't created for the bar stool. You wasn't created for the nightclub. But you were created for a Sunday night service. You were created to worship, to magnify, to glorify God. And there's something different and somebody walks by and says, what, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you, Oscar? What's wrong with you, prodigal? I'm just like a, a broken tooth. I'm just like a foot out of joint. I'm just like a fish out of water there's something as far as I can get away from God the Bible said if I make my bed in hell he's still going to be there there's a thought going through my mind 
There's something happening to my spirit. Come on, prodigal. I'm talking to you today. I've come to preach to you today. Brother Robinson, come with the burden last night for somebody. I've got a burden today for somebody. Amen. God's trying to wake you up. God's trying to turn you around. God's trying to get you back on the straight and narrow. God's trying to tell you the importance of the house of God. Why live through sin? Why chew sin with the hurting jaw? Why live gasping as a fish out of water when you can enjoy the Father's house? Pray with me right now, church. In the name of Jesus. 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 I pray God that you would break every chain of sin. In the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost touch right now. Come on. Why don't some adult pray with me right now. There's a young person in this place today that needs to make a decision. I'm getting right up in the middle of the father's house. I'm going to get back in church. I've been on the edge long enough. I've been looking at the outside long enough. But I'm coming back to church. I'm coming back. I'm getting back. I'm getting close to the preacher. I'm getting back in the youth group. I'm getting back in the choir. I'm getting back on the instruments. I'm getting back in the Sunday school. I'm getting back involved in church. Come on, prodigal. It's time to come home. Come on, prodigal. It's time to get a get a Holy Ghost renewing. Come on, prodigal. Help us in the house today. Hallelujah. As we stand all across this building. I'd like every adult pray and every young person pray with me right now. Pray with me right now. Pray with me right now. Come on. Lift up your voice. Let's take a few moments. God wants to do something in this place. God wants to touch somebody's heart in this place. You've been following your heart and your selfish desires long enough. Why don't you make a new commitment to God? I don't want everybody coming at one time. But I want to, all, I want to open this altar to some prodigal. Somebody that's dealing with sin right now. Somebody that the devil's been lying to. Some young person that the devil's been warring against your mind and your spirit. There's deliverance in the house. Why don't you step out? Why don't you step out and make your way to this front right here? Come on. Thank you, young people. Thank you for being honest with God. Come on to the front. Come on to the front. Just you, just you that need something from God right now. We're all going to pray shortly, but just the ones that need a touch from God. Amen. You feel like the prodigal. Amen. You feel like you've been looking over the fence. You feel like you've been looking through the glass. But I'm telling you, the devil's a liar. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody else?
Anybody else in this house today? Hallelujah. Now I'd like everybody together in behind these ones that come to this altar to pray. Find you somebody that's in this altar and pray with them right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, young person. Come on, mama. Come on, daddy. Come on, preacher. Come on, youth leader. Pray, pray, pray. There's somebody in trouble. There's somebody that's looking over the edge. There's somebody that's peering through the glass. And God's got deliverance. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, pray, pray, pray. Pray right now, pray right now. Out to God right now. You can. 